Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello, good everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. I am the aforementioned Brett Ridgway, and I'm excited to welcome to my show today as my guest, Marla Press. Marla Press is the founder of Speakers on Fire Academy, and she's a public speaking coach, coach, life coach, and art of presence trainer. She helps you develop unwavering confidence, master your energy, and make a bigger impact by increasing your wow factor and your trust factor. Her life-changing exercises, group boot camps, and one-on-one coaching give you immediate results. Marla has a degree in psychology, has worked as a practice management consultant, and has been an inclusion and diversity consultant. She's an international speaker, and her presentations include Speakers on Fire, Ignite Your Success, The Art of Presence, Be Seen, Be Heard, Inspire Change, and The Art of Feminine Presence. She's authored three books on psychology. If you want to stand out from the crowd, attract more clients and wealth, and be hot off the press, Marla Press is your coach. Welcome, Marla, to the Spotlight on Speaking show. Thank you, Brett. It's so great to be here with you. And hello, all you speakers out there. Got to say hello to the audience. Well, yeah, we certainly, you know, when we chatted, gosh, it's been a month or so ago, Marla, I said, man, we got to have you on the podcast. I'm glad we were able to finally make that happen. So I want to dive right into it. And, and tell me about your speaking journey. I know you work with speakers now, but, you know, what led you from point A to point B to point C to where we're at today? Yeah, I have a long love affair with the stage. <laughs> it started when I was so little, my feet didn't touch the ground when I was sitting in the chair. And actually, my parents divorced when I was three. And I was fortunate. I couldn't pick my parents, but I picked them well because if I did pick them, because they both loved theater. And so my dad took me to Broadway shows and my mom took me to Broadway shows. So I got to see a lot of Broadway shows. I grew up in Pennsylvania and we were three, three and a half hours from New York City. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid just, you know, going on the streets of New York. And even as a really little kid, I was just kind of in awe, just looking up at, wow, look at these buildings. And there's hundreds of people on the sidewalk. That was so different than the little city I grew up in. And I just love the energy. And then we went to the shows and I was just in awe, just, just love music and love dance so much. 
And then I continued to be in musical shows myself. So the whole time growing up, went to theater camp, was in shows all the time. I did my own choreography and dance and I just loved it. Yet I was an introvert. (laughs) And I've heard you speak about that too, Britt, that, you know, sometimes it, it, it takes getting out of that, but it, you know, you can do it. So anyone out there that's an introvert, you can be on a stage. Oh, without a doubt. You know, you talk about the love of the theater and all that. My daughter actually was a theater major or minor in college, and she loves to go to New York. So she's made like two trips out there in the last four months and watched like six Broadway shows each trip. It's like, whatever floats your boat, baby, whatever floats your boat. That's what I used to do. My mom would would take me to New York and we'd see the three shows in a weekend. I mean, it was fabulous. And I was just thrilled. And then, so I also was a writer. And I, I love to write. And I remember in confirmation, when we, when we finally got confirmed at the end, the teacher said, so who of you wants to do the final speech in front of the whole congregation? And I was putting up my hand thinking, oh, me, me, please pick me. And then I looked around and no other hands were up. <laughs> I was the only hand up yeah. because what I realized was, oh, not everybody likes to do public speaking. But I I remember that day like it was yesterday. I don't remember what happened before or after, but I, I can imagine myself on that stage as if it was yesterday doing this speech that I wrote that I was so proud of. And who knows? It was good. It was I actually took a couple of lines from, you know who Joni Mitchell is? Sure, the uh, folk, folk, folk singer. Yeah. Yep. So she had this song called The Circle Game. And... I took a few lines from that and the concept of that. And I talked about how we need to really listen to our children and our teenagers and the wisdom they have. And so for parents, there was that connection. And then as kids, it was about the circle game. It's there's ups and there's downs and we're on a carousel and we can't return. I mean, (laughs) all these concepts that I, that I brought into a different way. And, and that, you know, that's kind of the key now too to speaking is you want to speak so that your audience is really getting something from it. It's not, it's not about what you have to say and all this great information. Cause right. We're bombarded with information these days, right? People can Google almost anything. They don't want information. They want an experience and they want to relate to you. And so that's, that's what I've been doing. So, I mean, how do you go from being the speaker at a, you know, at a congregation after confirmation to it becoming a full-time vocation? Because obviously you went through a few different paths before you got to where you're at today. It was zigzag, zigzag, zigzag. There was not a direct path. This is true. So what I discovered was something called the art of feminine presence. And I fell in love with it. And this was in, gosh, this wasn't until maybe my 40s. And I fell in love with it. And part of that training, this is a training I didn't develop, but I became highly certified in it. And I still Mm -hmm. teach it. It's the art of presence now. So we include the masculine. It's the art of feminine presence, (laughs) the art of masculine presence, and just the art of presence. And this is a huge part of what I teach. It's about not what you have to say, although a compelling story and a great picture are important, 
It's about you, your energy, what you have to give, how you communicate. And so part of this Art of Feminine Presence training was speaker training. And what I realized in that was, number one, I was really good at it. And number two, most people were really bad at it. <laughs> so Sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> they were scared to death and it showed. And, and so we'd, we'd get an instruction, like be more enthusiastic. And so people would go from you know, kind of talking like this to being, you know, a little more excited. And I would be like, high fiving everybody and saying, and you get a presentation and you get this. And I was just, you know, going around the room, like with so much energy, because, you know, I might not always want to do that, right. But mm -hmm. some people could never, they just couldn't make themselves get to that level, because they were so afraid of being judged, and what people would think about them. And are they going to mm -hmm. be too much? A lot of speakers think, oh, I'm afraid to be too much of this or too much of that. And most of the time, it's they could be even more and it'd be more yeah. interesting. Yeah. So I like to say, Marla, there are, are three types of speakers in my mind. Now, I know you work with speakers in your business, but how have you used speaking to build your business? Yeah, so it's... You know, there, yeah, there's different stages that you talk about and there's the keynote and then there's the, you know, selling from the stage and then there's just the credibility stage. So I've heard you talk about that before. And probably what I do the most is it, it's almost like a magic show. So I go out there okay. and I speak and I ask for volunteers from the audience and then I take them through an exercise and they transform in 10 minutes sometimes five minutes, and then everybody else gets to witness it. And that's what really turns people on and gets them excited. It's showing them what I do instead of just telling them what I do. So that's really the key to my success is, is having those exercises, having those tips and tricks, but in an experiential way. So okay. people really transform. So aside from making it as experiential as possible, what are some other tips you might offer aspiring speakers if they wish to have success in a speaking career? Yeah, so there are so many. So <laughs> pick, pick three. Okay, let's say number one is to not resist fear. So a lot of people will say, okay, I'm not going to be afraid and you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be confident. And you can't really talk yourself into that because it shows you really have to learn how to unhook from it. And so I give people exercises to energetically unhook from their past experience, unhook from their belief system and to get really comfortable with the fact that you are going to be judged and that's okay. Not everyone's going to like you, and that's not your job to have everybody like you. Mm -hmm. It's the people that really need you and resonate with you that when you're authentic and you're comfortable in your own skin, it's going to be really great, and you're really going to help a lot of people. So not to care so, it's so much about you know the judgment and what you're risking and the fear and your past experiences, but to un unhook from that. And then a second thing I really help people do initially is get out of their intellectual mind 
a lot of speakers get out there and they've got great information, but they're like, wah, 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 wah. and they tell you all these things, but they're, they're in this cluttered headspace. So I get you into your full body presence. And that's something that's hard to describe in words. Yeah. But it makes a huge difference for people immediately when they get out of their head in your energy and into what I call your home space. So I give you exercises to do that. And when that alone will make you a fabulous speaker, if that's all you learned, that would make you a great speaker. It is huge. It is so wonderful. And then the other big thing is having a conversation with the audience. Uh -huh. Again, it's not about giving, giving, giving. You have to receive the audience. So when I first said hello, I said, hello, all you speakers out there, even though I can't see anybody, I don't really know exactly who's listening, but I know there's people listening and I want to connect to them right away. I want to feel them. I want to, you know, picture them and imagine them. Some of them are on a treadmill. Some of them are multitasking. Some are driving. Some are just sitting there really engaged and to really feel that energetically so that it, it comes across that I, I'm really trying to have a conversation mm -hmm. and share instead of I'm just projecting information onto you. So that's a huge one. And again, that's an energetic shift mm -hmm. that you can't just say, okay, now I'm going to receive the audience. And, um, you know, of course, if you're live, then there's a lot of ways to engage the audience. And I also talk about that. But people really struggle with this whole video Zoom thing when you can't see the audience. So that's a big one is to learn how to receive the audience and in person too. How do you connect? How do you engage as opposed to project onto them? And so the then, person, I'm sorry, go ahead, Barla. Yeah, can I, can I give two more? Oh, yeah, bonus tips. I love it. So here's a quick one is be memorable. Stand out from the crowd. Know how to stand out. So my real name is Marla Press. It's not my stage name. And I'm lucky that I have a name that, you know, has some connotation to it. So I can use it. I say, I'm, you're hot off the press, become hot off the press. And I use the idea of hot. And then I use the idea of speakers on fire and all of that to, to make a brand that's memorable. Uh -huh. So how can you be memorable, both with your name, your brand, and in your personality and how you communicate? So being memorable, because... You know, as you know, Brett, the stage is getting a lot more crowded these days. There's a lot more people that, you know, are tired yeah. of working for other people and they're out there wanting to become a consultant or a coach. So it's crowded. And, and how do you stand out? Because people need what you have to offer. But if nobody knows about you or can't, you know, keep their attention on you, you're not going to help enough people. All right. So you said you had two more. You got one more for me or do we do? Yeah. So one more is <laughs> to get out of performance mode and into that connection. So yeah. how can you build trust? Because what I find with there's a lot of seasoned speakers, this happens a little bit with beginners, too. Yeah. And I'll talk about the mistake I made in a minute. But the the seasoned speakers, a lot of times they're in performance mode and they're almost shouting at you. They're almost, and here's what I do, and this is great, and wow, let's get excited, and it's, it, you know, you almost want to pull back from them, because it's just a little too much, and so how can you find the balance of a wow factor, being entertaining, and yet connecting, 
So that's what I really help people do is get that balance of wow and trust. Oh, well, that's such great advice. And, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people for this show, Marla, and you're the first person that's actually touched upon the getting over the fear of being judged aspect of things. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, how, how many people don't do anything because they're worried about offending one person or one person not liking them out of a thousand people or whatever? Yeah. So I think that's huge. So appreciate you bringing that up very much. So I do have a couple other questions I want to ask you, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25 year speaking industry veteran, Brett Ridgeway has released his latest special report. Three key things entrepreneurs must master to build a profitable speaking business. To pick up your copy, go to breadridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the spot on a speaking show. My guest this week is Marla Press. So Marla, let's get right to it. One of my favorite questions I always to ask my guest is, all right, bury your soul a little bit here and maybe go ahead and be embarrassed if that's okay and share a mistake or two that you made along the way that was embarrassing at the time, but was a valuable lesson to be learned that you would want to advise aspiring speakers not to make. Yeah, so I was a practice management consulting for dentists for a number of years. And so I spoke around the country to dental associations. And, you know, I, I talked earlier about being on stages a lot for dance and for being in musical mm -hmm. plays. So I was used to performing, but I was not used to connecting. And I brought that performance aspect into my speaking when I started speaking on stages. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go out there and I'd try to be entertaining. I was doing that kind of projecting thing and being entertaining and trying to crack jokes. And I wasn't myself. And you know what? I didn't get hardly any clients that way. <laughs> and I felt really bad about it because I knew I had a good program, but people didn't want to sign up for it because I didn't connect to them. I didn't open myself to them. I didn't receive them. And it was kind of embarrassing that I had to quit that because it wasn't working for me. And it took me till I found this art of feminine presence for me to understand, I had, so in that group, when I first spoke, I did that performance thing. I said, oh yeah, and, and here's what I am and here's what I do. And she said, okay, I want you to put your arms behind your back and I want you to just open your heart and receive the audience. And that was an eye opener for me hmm. because it made all the difference. Until that point, I just, I was out there a lot, but I wasn't getting any results, which was really frustrating and sure. embarrassing. But when I made that change of really understanding the energy of speaking, because, you know, communication is only 10% the words you use. And most speakers focus too much on what they're going to say, memorizing it. And they don't understand that 70%, so 20% is your tone of voice. 70% is your body language and your energy. That's how we communicate. People judge, talk about judging. People judge you before you open your mouth. Oh, they yeah. judge you 
how you walk on the stage. If you're on Zoom, they judge you on how you unmute yourself and the first expression you have on your face. It's that quick. And it's so important to really master your energy and understand the importance of that. So it took me a lot of tries before I could do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Mar Marla, you've touched on the connection aspect of, of speaking a few times. So what are your keys to success to truly building a connection, building rapport with your audience? Yeah. So a lot of it is your energy. And then there's, there's telling stories. So again, you know, people don't want just more information anymore because you can get it too many other ways. So what we want is an experience and we want a connection to relate to the person. So telling stories, like you asked me about, you know, mistakes in my past and my childhood, that's all a part of where I am today. Mm -hmm. And that makes me more human. So how can you tell a story, but how can you make it not just about you? Because there's a lot of speakers that are inspirational speakers and they go out and they talk about their divorce or their you know, trauma. And that's important. But how can you express that while making it about your audience, not making it about you? And right. that's a real subtle, fine line between the two. But it's a really important one because... Yeah, they they might relate to you just based on your story, but when you make it about them and really invite them into the transformation that you went through and how they can go through that transformation and talking about what their issues are and how that relates to the story, then you're going to just really, really connect to that person and, and they're going to want to be around you. And it's, it's, you know, having good energy too, and having a little bit of wow factor. So the people really want to be around you because you're fun and you're interesting and you're entertaining. So there's that, again, that balance between being trustworthy and connecting and real and authentic and having some fun. Gotta have some fun. So yeah. as, we're, as we're winding down to our the end of our time together, Marla, I'd like to give you a few minutes, if you would, to tell people a little bit more about what you do for speakers specifically and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. Yeah, so I've developed a six-month program. It's three months of intensive boot camp where every night, it's once a week for an hour and a half to two hours, and we go over exercises. So there's the before. I say, okay, talk for two minutes about this. And then let's do an exercise. And then we're going to talk again. And you see it transform every time. Every exercise. There's a transformation in the before and after. And the exercises are anything from your, you know, some energy work to doing a pitch to having a compelling story to how you use your body language. And then I have guest speakers that, that come in. I have one-on-one -on -one consultation so we can dive in a little deeper. I'm also a life coach. So I go over, you know, stuff comes up when people go to speak, you know, there are feelings about themselves, you know, even seasoned speakers still have some self-doubt and some mm -hmm. limiting beliefs. So, you know, we can go, get into more depth with that. So it's a very, very comprehensive program. And then there's follow-up, you know, just once a month after that. So that's how the, the six months goes. And what, what I'd like to offer all your listeners is 
an exercise that I do. I was talking about how to get out of your head and into your full body energy that you can't just intellectualize about. You have to do the exercise. So I invite all of you to go to my website at marlapress.com and set up a chat with me so that we can go over this exercise together and you can see the transformation right then and there. Oh, very good. So again, that's marlapress.com. And as we wander down here, Marla, any, any final words of wisdom for the aspiring speaker out there? Yeah. Um, I'd say if you're not driving your car, stand up right now. Just stand <laughs> up because I want you to feel what it feels like to stand up and stand out. I want you to keep that yearning in your body to feel like you are going to stand out from the crowd. And just know that if you have to do that in order to help more people and people need your help right now, whatever it is that you offer and your inspiring message, people need that right now. We want that. We want to connect to you. So learn new skills to be an exceptional speaker and have fun doing it. All right. Well, fantastic stuff. So my sincere thanks to my guest, Marla Press, for this episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show. If you haven't been to the Spotlight on Speaking website, by all means, get on over there and subscribe via your favorite service to be notified of upcoming episodes. And as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. And may this year be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in and remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.